Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome, this is Paul Peluso, the editor of Officer Magazine, and this is a new episode of the Officer Roll Call Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Frank Pirelli, the editorial director of Officer Media Group. How's it going today, Frank? Doing good, Paul. Doing good. Glad to be home. Yeah, right. So Frank had a a long trip back from Las Vegas. Uh, Last week was the annual SHOT Show uh, there in Vegas, and they do everything to do with with, with guns from hunting to outdoor sports to shooting and law enforcement and military. So Frank, if you, we could just start out, this is, you know, the shot show review uh, for episode of the roll call podcast. If you could talk a little bit about shot show this year, um, how your, your travels were there and back and how the overall show was. So, you know, I did joke to somebody during this particular week of January for the shooting, hunting and outdoor trade show. Um, people fly from all over the country and they're, they're, either people that are avid hunters or they're providing services to the industry or they're law enforcement and military. I joked with somebody that it's probably the worst week in the all of the United States to, to get on a plane and try to be stupid because there are a whole lot of people on a plane that aren't going to put up with stupid. And I also said, I bet the crime rate goes down in Vegas because there's a whole lot of people that are not going to be willing victims of crime in Vegas during the week of SHOT Show. Um, SHOT Show in general, bigger than ever. Uh, I think I saw a number said they had over 55,000 people attend this year. Uh, it certainly felt like it. Sure, the floor show, show floor. I need more coffee. The show floor was bigger than ever, over 17 miles of aisle way to walk um, in two different floors and two different structures now. Uh, it was it was just massive, Paul, and, and, and obviously very well attended. Before we get into everything else, I'll make this observation because I just thought about it. Uh, I didn't, I, the first shot show I went to 20 years ago, there was a lot of stuff that had to do with fishing and um, tons of archery stuff. And I just didn't see that this year. I didn't, I didn't see much uh, fishing anything. And, and the archery was very limited that I saw, but shot show in general, when it came to every other tool uh, used outside, whether it's camping, firearms, lights, knives, just everything was it it was overwhelming almost yeah and so you you got your first uh taste of it this year on uh january 22nd that was uh last monday uh there at the industry day on the range in boulder city nevada if you can talk about because I know that they've changed locations of this uh over the past few years but the traveling from where you guys met up to go there and how was the overall um range day like so um i don't know that i've ever been to a range day any place else besides boulder city oh, okay. but i i could have just i could be forgetting because it, it like i said it's been i don't know 15 20 of them now um you know the 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 organizers are very uh considerate and the logistics are great uh we had shuttle buses that picked us up and when I say shuttle buses, I don't mean your little around the airport shuttle buses. I mean Greyhound type buses um, that picked us up at the Venetian at the Sands Convention Center and took us out to Boulder City Range, which is a half hour to 40 minutes, depending on your driver. 
uh, on my in my case this this year it was a half hour ride out it was an hour ride back but the coming back the driver apparently didn't know which was the gas pedal and which was a brake pedal I don't know um last year the bus was leaking so it was raining on us inside the bus but this year we didn't have that issue um the weather in general was nicer range day is an upper range and a lower range and if you walk it all up and back i mean it's it's probably a, a mile or so of actual vendors and stuff to see um long gun range covered ranges short gun ranges um there is a small tent area with different vendors in it like case knives and uh some other folks that were in there. Um, and then they have a couple of food trucks that show up and a couple of tents for with tables and chairs for actually sitting down and eating lunch. Um, you know, it's it's always good to see this year. I think the big vendors that I saw were H&K. Walther was there. Henry Rifles was there. Glock was there. Um, and then there was a whole bunch of smaller kind of boutique firearms retailers or, or manufacturers that I saw there. Um, it's interesting. Some of the target folks actually have a presence at range day because they provide all the targets. So action target, if you were shooting steel, you were probably shooting action target. Um, there's a zombie manufacturer that provides uh, targets, some manufacturer out there that had targets that when you shot them, they oozed it, which, you know, different things, different strokes for different folks. But uh, it was it, it Boulder city's range is huge. Number one. And, and number two, if it's dry, it's like moon dust. I mean, it's it's not sand. The dirt is just such a fine powder. Um, and it's always windy. You always, always, always have 20, 25 mile an hour winds or better. So it's, people learn to dress for it. You tell the veterans that are out there, the ones that have done it before, and you know, their earmuffs and their hats, and they're, some of them with gloves. Uh, I imagine I looked around at one point and I said something to somebody. I said, you can tell the people come from different spots i looked at one guy now mind you the, the temperature was in the high 40s low 50s uh and windy right a cloudy day not bright sunshine i look over and here's a guy's wearing shorts and a t-shirt and his backpack i'm like that guy he's from montana north dakota minnesota someplace up there and then i look over and there's a guy walking along in boots and snow pants and a parka and gloves and i'm like and he's from southern florida um anyway everybody has a good laugh but it was uh, it was a little overwhelming. It was it was lots of good stuff out there. Great, and yeah, we're going to have a feature in the uh, January February issue of Officer Magazine, which will be out in a couple of weeks here, uh, entitled "Home on the Range," and it's got a lot of photos and descriptions there of what you saw um, on Range Day. Uh, like you said, there, you know, Walther uh, case knives, uh, Henry repeating arms, and then you also. Uh, had some photos from Kimber and from Truck Vault. Yep. What stood out to you the most there? Uh, just looking around and seeing some of the new stuff and getting to put, get your hands on it. You know, I, I know I'm the oddity in law enforcement. Uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when the active shooter um, response wave went across the country, we saw a lot of police departments, a lot of municipal agencies that wanted rifles and a lot of politicians that didn't want to permit it because they were worried about militarizing law enforcement or having quote unquote weapons of war uh, in police trunks. They didn't want to have AR-15 style weapons. Um, and I was that guy. I went, okay, put a lever action gun in every trunk. It'll stop the bad guys. And, you know, it's not a weapon of war. At least it hasn't been since the 1880s. Um, so when Henry Rifles showed me their lever action supreme, 
which is a lever action rifle either in 223 or 300 blackout and it takes standard ar-15 magazines um i was amazed it's not tubular fed lever action it's, it's completely break from the traditional right it's a lever action function but with a 30 round box fed mag i that amazed me i'm like well there there's that's that's like the ultimate solution to me. You can't call it a weapon of war, but you're not giving up caliber. You're not giving up capacity. Um, Kimber had their I can't remember the model number. It's it's in our magazine. Um, it you know the double stack nine millimeter, nineteen eleven style handgun is becoming more prevalent in law enforcement. Uh, I didn't think a a cocked and locked a single action weapon would make a comeback like it did, and a lot of props have to go to Staccato because they, they made that push in the law enforcement industry. But, uh, you know, walking around the show this year, the number of manufacturers that are releasing just that type of weapon, double stack nine millimeter uh, in a 1911 style weapon that you carry cocked and locked, cut for an optic. Um, it just, it, it amazed me, but Kimber has one out. Springfield Armory has one out. Obviously, Staccato was the one who kind of led that charge um springfield army actually has more out now because they had the prodigy and they've added several to the line the trp um that that's going to become a very prevalent thing yeah that firearm from kimber is the uh kd kds 9 uh c rail and uh yep. with ambidextrous safety and picanee rail uh that they had on display there so you know if we go into the show floor now and the, the full conference open there um you know that I know when I've been to Shot Show and I was there the first time that they opened up that extra um extra side in the Caesar's form, mm -hmm. it's just massive and there there's so much there. I know for a couple, you know, years there we were kind of bouncing back from COVID when they had that uh the off year when um when in 2021 when they 21 they didn't have, have a show, the show yeah. yeah when they didn't have the show um yeah for 2020 they missed it by uh you know two months there that they were able to get shot show off before the whole covid started um but you know they you know there's all these shows have had a bounce back and you know last year was pretty busy uh compared to the the previous year how was it this year i would imagine it's completely back Big, big, bigger than last year. Like I said, yeah. so NSSF said that we had over 55,000 people attend this year at SHOT Show, um, which, which is a significant numbers. Now, the show floor at times did not feel as crowded as it has in the past, and I think that's because it's expanded so much. Like you said, they added the Caesars Forum section, and there's more over there that I think that ever before walking over there can take you, uh, if you walk in, and see every booth or whatever, it can take you the better part of a day. Um and we attended an attorney's general forum over there. NSSF um, hosted six attorney generals to do a forum about gun control and uh, the Bruin decision. And, uh, you know, just in general, things going on with gun laws and how states are reacting to the Bruin decision and the restrictions that are being put in place. Um, not as well attended as I think it could have been. Probably 20% of the chairs filled. But, excuse me, but you got to ask questions and... Um, you know, it was, it was a very educational thing, and that was held on one of the patio sections over on the forums building, off the forums building. And then um, you come back into the, the main floor, and I mean, it's just the downstairs and the upstairs, and then all of the uh, ballrooms that they had were just packed to capacity as well. And surprised me, normally, 
the second floor ballrooms get better traffic than the ground, the down, the lower level ballrooms. The lower level ballroom ballrooms this year were just packed. They were they were so busy down there. Um, felt like you go into a dungeon, but that's where everybody is, so it's okay. Uh, and then um, they had the second floor, our ballrooms, the law enforcement area, very well walked through. Uh, and then, but they flipped them this year. It was kind of funny. So normally, like when we went in, you come in from the Venetian, we were in the first law enforcement ballroom to the left. Uh, we were in the third one this time. They reversed the order of the numbers, oddly enough. And then they had stuff on the second floor and uh, the press room and so forth was on the third floor. So, I mean, it was, excuse me. The press room was on the fourth floor. They had more materials on the third floor. It's just, it's it's grown again. It's hard to keep track of. Yeah, and I would imagine that you logged a lot of miles uh, the, last week, uh, going from, you know, going from booth to booth and all around that place. I know uh, it could be a lot of walking. I averaged a little more than 20,000 steps a day, and uh, I think it was 8 to 10 miles a day at the show alone. So I know when they have it um, broken up that they actually do have a section for just all the law enforcement specific uh, stuff. And we usually have our booth uh, down there with uh, everybody else in that section. Who was around our booth this year? So directly next to us was, um, and now I'm not going to be able to remember, it's a body armor company that we have done Verco. Verco Materials was right next to us. Um, and then across from us was a company, I believe it's called recoil. It's a, uh, OC okay. spray neutralization treatment company. Uh, in our same area was protect. They're a watch manufacturer. Uh, Springfield armory was one of the, the anchor booths at the front of our, our ballroom area. They had a, a significant presence. Um, and then when you, when you look around hazmat four was in there and, and some of the other ones, it was, uh, you know, when, when you think about law enforcement, it was uniform folks, it was accessories folks, it was holster folks, uh, body armor folks, you know, it, it was what you would expect. So when you walked around the floor there, who had the biggest booth? You know, some of these booths are just massive. Glock probably had the biggest one that I remember. Uh, Mossberg was huge. Um. Beretta was huge. Uh, some of the ones that are usually there that were big that I didn't see. I didn't see Bushnell. I didn't see okay. uh, Vista Outdoors, as I understand, it's being broken up and sold into different pieces. They're, they So they didn't have their massive booth there. FN was huge floor space, but okay. not crowded. I mean, And there's a big difference. Like you go into some booths and it's a lot of space, but they just pack so mm-hmm. much stuff in. It still feels crowded. And then you have the ones that they get the big space and there's plenty of room to move around. And that was... FN, Taurus had plenty of room to move around. Um, Mossberg, big, big space, but they had meeting rooms and stuff in it. So it wasn't actually as much room to freely move around. Um, just trying to think, Paul, because that's it's it's some of yeah. them were just it, it, what I didn't see was I didn't see the two story uh, fake log home kind of things that you, that you used to okay. see in the past. I didn't see those. Yeah, like I know you guys spend some time at Point Blank's um, booth, and they usually have a pretty good sized booth as well. They did; um, it was fair size, um, yeah. not the biggest one on the floor. And they did oh, have yeah. they had a second floor for meeting rooms. Yes, and so what was the most, I guess, entertaining or interactive 
booth you saw there. You usually have a lot of um, the shooting simulators and the different things. Uh, so I remember one year I went, there was, uh, I believe it was a firefighter coffee that they were doing coffee out at the booth. It was kind of interesting. But what, what kind of, uh, you know, interesting booths did you say? So we went to probably the most entertaining one we say, especially if you talk about simulators, we went to Vertra. Um, and, uh, I got exposed to their, their training simulator, uh, the XR headset and very cool technology, yeah. um, for training law enforcement. And, and they let me control it. They showed me how it worked. If I was the instructor versus if I was okay. a person going through it, it was interesting, um, because I was watching a couple other people go through a simulation in their 300 degree room. And, um, <sighs> You see the mistakes that are very, very common, but if you're not law enforcement, why would you even be aware of these mistakes, right? Like you're with a partner, communicate with your partner. We watched two people go through a scenario together. They didn't say a word to each other. Um, if somebody's going to point a gun at you, move. You're in this huge room, find cover, get out of the way of the round, right? They never moved. They stood stock still, like their feet were anchored. Um, they, but the Virtra Tech, the XR headsets and stuff, very cool and probably the most fun that I had on the show floor doing anything. Very cool. And just to, you know, wrap this up, what what would you, um, you know, what, what's your best memories from this past SHOT Show? And, you know, what would you tell people that think about, you know, attending one in the future, maybe uh, law enforcement out there listening, if, uh, you know, they're kind of contemplating uh, it and would they bring something back worthwhile to their agency after? Oh, I think they definitely could. I, I, a couple of things from a SHOT Show veteran, and I think most of the other SHOT veterans would agree. Uh, first, foremost, plan what you're, you're going to do. Um, you know, every booth has a number, and, and, and they're grouped together by the numbers, right? So you can get online. You can get the, you can the, get the app on your phone. Figure out who you want to see, and then put them in order numerically so you're not going like a ping-pong ball or a, a – a, uh, pinball you know back and forth double floors other building up down corners all figure it out numerically so you're going from a to b to c to d and it, it saves you a lot of extra walking unless you're just there to put miles on your pedometer um the other thing is don't pick up a bag there and sling it over your shoulder and fill it full of paper um that weighs and, and you can cause yourself some some discomfort uh, if you're going to take a backpack, take one you already have that you know you're comfortable with, you know how to wear it, and you can carry water bottles with you or a hydration kit in it. A uh, bottle of water at the convention center was $7, <clears throat> and that gets a little bit expensive through the day. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Do you, don't, you don't need to pick up paper. Everybody wants to give you a pamphlet. Everybody wants to hand you paper. Paper weighs. Uh, scan a business card, pay attention to a website. Everything they want to give you in paper is available in PDF format on a website or downloadable someplace else. Uh, and it's interesting. People are even moving away from business cards. I, while I did pick up uh, a stack of business cards, probably a half inch tall, it's not the four or five inches of business cards I used to get at SHOT Show. People are doing the dot thing or whatever else it is. You know, take pictures of business cards. You don't have to carry paper. So those would be my big things. Comfortable shoes, plan in advance very thoroughly, 
carry hydration. Um, and I think you can get a lot of good information out of the show without exhausting yourself, without hurting yourself, without doing your health any harm. I remember the Shot Show app was pretty helpful too. That a lot of those press releases and and products, um, product you know releases and stuff that they have, that you can get a lot of those on the app. So that I remember yep. that being very helpful it is along with the map of the the floor plan because that can be uh, daunting. Yeah, indeed it can be. So I, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us on this uh, episode of the Officer Roll Call podcast. Uh, next one will be out in uh, two weeks. And thanks again for, for joining us. Is there anything you want to share on the way out, Frank? Uh, as always, I want people to stay safe. I hope that if they went to SHOT, they brought home some good information for their agency. Yeah. Um, and if they've never been to SHOT, I think they ought to go. It's, it's, a, it's a very informative show. As always, if you have any suggestions for us, questions, feel free to reach out at editors at officer.com. And thanks again for tuning in and, and uh, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Officer Roll Call. Be sure to check back every two weeks for a new episode. Stay safe.